Baxter. I'm Danny Barcelona. Uh, it's been a long time since we've done an episode. Uh, a lot has happened since. Uh, kicking off with the transfer window. The, the, the transfer. transfer window. That window of transfer. Uh, has happened. Uh, lots of things have happened in it. Mm. Um, should we start from the top? Uh, Ronaldo signed for Juventus for £99 million. He did. And I think a lot of people are going to be surprised about how good he's going to be. Because he is like, what, in his 33? He's 34? 34. Is he 34? 34 now, yeah. Oh, I thought he was younger than that. Yeah, I mean, I'll check, fact check that. But Real Madrid did so well to get, what, eight, nine years out of him? 450 goals, countless La Liga titles and Champions Leagues, and then sell him for a profit. Yeah, it's it's mental. The amount, I want to see the amount, like, that he's actually made them. So the profit that they've sold him on for, but like the the Champions Leagues that he's won them, the La Ligas that he's won them, uh, the players you know they've managed to bring in because of him. I want to see that all totted up in like a table and see how much he's actually made them over the what eight years he's been there. Oh, that'd be a hefty amount of money. It, it'll be a lot. Uh, he's probably cost them more in his wages, to be honest. But um... <laughs> to be like, he is possibly if he goes and absolutely smashes it in Serie. A, that means he will have smashed the Premier League, La Liga, and Serie A. Yeah. And, and Messi I'm, hasn't done that. And I'm not one to always rear that stupid debate over who's better, Messi or Ronaldo, because I honestly don't care. But <laughs> he is just a proven winner. He's shown that. There's not many people that have his record of just going to another club and performing like he does. It's Zlatan-esque. Mm, but really he's is. better than Zlatan. Which is a bold statement, but he is better than Zlatan. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Zlatan's not bad by any No, <laughs> any not at all. Um, just look at the, the hat-trick he scored in the MLS this week. But, which we'll get onto later. But um, no, he's just, he's without doubt one of the best ever. And Juventus have picked him up in probably his prime, to be honest. Yeah, he's converted himself to a more of a forward over the last well, few years. Well, that's why we think he's going to go and play as a striker at Juventus. Mm. Uh, Higuain's gone to AC Milan for oh, basically yeah. a free transfer. Abs- is, he, is it a loan or is it a free transfer? I think he's loaned with option to buy, but it was like that minefield yeah. of just transfers of, all right, we'll take Bonucci off your hands, but then you can have Caldara, but then we also don't want Higuain anymore because he's got too many wages so you can have him as well but we're not going to just give him to you you're gonna have to pay us money but not now but like later on so weird <laughs> italy's just like I'm, I'm i'll be honest right as a as an italian speaking as a country we're very shady <laughs> with a lot of deals yep. and the italian transfer market just proves how fucked we are as a t- as a country. The- you can do anything in that transfer window. You want to sign Juventus's best player? Do it. Go for it. We don't care. We'll just sign. So Juventus know they can get him back in a few years if they really wanted him. Like there used to be a thing. I don't know if you follow Serie A. There used to be a thing called co-ownership in Italy, which essentially was this, was this a thing brought in by Berlusconi by any chance? Most probably, <laughs> it was the most tax dodging of transfer dealings I've ever seen. So essentially, it was two clubs would agree to a loan. It was either one or two year loans, okay? Right. So the player would go and be 
uh, let's say, for example, we'll loan you. You're a, you're a Juventus player. Right. We're going to loan you co-ownership to Sampdoria. They own you for two years now. You're a so Sam- I'm basically a slave. Yes. You're right. a Sampdoria player. You're getting paid. You're a Sampdoria right. player. At the end of the two years, you don't return to Juventus. You go up for auction to which both clubs have to bid blind, so they don't know how much the other club is bidding, a reasonable amount for your services. <laughs> reasonable. And whoever wins, wins the player and the money goes that way. Which is just the worst idea possible because it just means that you can fix transfer so easily. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's blind, but we'll go, we're only paying this much for him. <laughs> exactly. It just All you do is just go, Silvio, yeah, yeah, yeah we really want that player. I mean, we'll bid like, I don't know, like 750 grand. You bid 749 grand. Oh, look, we won. What I'll, are the I'll, I'll buy you a Ferrari to sweeten the deal. Just, just We won't mention oh, yeah. that. that. That is Italy in a nutshell on a very weird tangent. But yes, he's, sma- he's going to smash it in Italy. Yeah. No, I mean, he will be great. And I mean, Italy have been famed for their like strong defences and, mm-hmm. you know, like tough defenders, like Chiellini example. Like you wouldn't want to run into him like at 1am on the oh, street. No. Because he's quite scary. Yeah. Um, so I wonder how you... I mean, it'll be interesting for Ronaldo coming up against them, but I'm also a bit worried for the Italian defences with someone of his quality running up against them. And it helps that he's joined the best team in Italy. So the best defenders are playing on his team. Yeah. And Bonucci's just come back to Juventus. So he's... I he'd be, if, he, if I was Ronaldo, I'd be licking my lips to say, I can score goals for fun. And in Italy, where the game is a lot slower as well, with Dybala and Douglas Costa providing... Oh, my God. Literally, like... Do you know what? I'd like to have seen him, like, sign for, like, Chivo Verona. <laughs> and, like, just... Uh, they're, they're playing Juventus on uh, the 18th of August. So, mm. so it's the, basically the opening match of first area. I'd like to see him sign for them just to see how he does against, like... Bigger team. One, a better, better defence in Italy. But, like, how... If he can lead this like lower team to actually do well in that league whether it does just take like one goal scoring player i mean he leads portugal to a lot of things and they're kievo verona-esque <laughs> i mean he, he won a euros with them and they didn't win a game in regular time apart no. from the semi-final no didn't do too well this year though did they no. um no so yeah ronaldo just i don't think anyone would have put any money on that at all before the world cup started but no. You know, he's, he's gone to Juventus. Good luck, everybody else. Um, we get into the some of the other big signings of the summer. Uh, I'll mention Kylian Mbappe signing for PSG, but yeah. that was always going to happen anyway, so it's fine. It's like £110 million. He's 19. Yeah. Uh, then Thomas Lamar, he's 22, signed uh, for Atletico Madrid from Monaco for £58.5 million. Good signing there. Really versatile player, which is really good for Atletico because they sold Yannick Carrasco to China, which is, I mean, well done because they got a lot of money for him. Yeah. And they've replaced him for a more versatile left midfielder because Lamar is happy going forward or coming backwards. He's he's a midfielder. Yeah. He's not a winger. He's not a wing back. He's a left midfielder, which yeah. is uh, something you only ever saw on FIFA 08 and before. Yes, um, true. And you don't, you don't get that anymore. You get wingers that just refuse to track back. Uh, or wingbacks that go up and down but don't have much quality in either department. So yeah, exactly. he's a, yeah he's someone that you know he's got the the commitment to defend, but he's very very good going forward. Can play an attacking midfield as well. Um, 
and could be a huge star of football to come. Yeah, I think he's talented. He's one of those ones in the group with now like Dybala and Mbappe uh, that will sort of rise up and become the next generation of footballers. I think. Yeah, I think he's. I don't think he's quite level of them quite yet. He's not yet. Yeah, he's gonna. He's too vers. It sounds weird. He's too versatile not to eventually learn that he's good at something. Yeah, like he'll either be like James Milner, in which he's just jack. <laughs> what a compliment that no, is! No, no, no. He'll be jack of all trades because Milner is so good at yeah. everything. Like he doesn't excel in anything particularly. He's just excellent across the board. Or he's Pink gonna- boring. <laughs> he just play left back for Liverpool. <laughs> or he's gonna go. You know what? I am now an out and out left forward, and then that's yeah. what's gonna be. And he- he's just got. The potential is vast for him. Yeah, and I think he will do really well at Atletico. It's like the first big, big club that he's been at. Yeah. Uh, obviously, being a Monaco, not quite the same. But uh, no, I think he'll really excel there, especially with players like Griezmann around him and Koke, who are just that similar type of player in that they like good football. So yeah. look out for that, I think. Look yeah. out for that, and especially him in the uh, French national team in four years' time as well. Exactly. He's such a simian. Oh my God, that French team. Oh, don't even get me. I saw a thing the other day, which was the apparent starting lineup for the next Euros. It's the same team. <laughs> it's the same team that started the final. And Larissa is just slightly older, and everyone else is just a normal age and making me feel jealous. Giroud still there? Giroud was in the team. Oh God! Yeah, he they're was... not. They've got so many strikers as well. You'd think that someone would. I mean, Giroud didn't do a bad job at all. No. He's a proper striker. But they've got Benzema, Lacazette, and Mbappe can play up front. Fakir could technically play up front. Fakir. Uh... Basically, they're a really Someone good else. football nation and they are spoilt for choice. Yeah. Oh, well, let's move on from that because we didn't definitely didn't talk about that enough in the World Cup uh, episodes. Uh, Riyad Mahrez, £45 million to Man City. Where on earth does he fit in in that team? I don't know. I, I wish I knew. <laughs> <laughs> if you did know, you'd be Pep Guardiola. Exactly. I feel like it's a really good signing because he's a really good player. But you've got David Silva, who is a similar type of player to Mahrez. You've got... Uh, Sane on the other wing, who's more of a pacier threat. You've got Sterling, who had a really good season. Then add into the mix De Bruyne, and then Aguero and Bernardo Jesus. Silva. Bernardo Silva, who's, who's sim- basically the same player. They've basically got who d- and didn't play last season. Exactly, they've got three right wingers who are all the same player, but Mar is a little bit more flary. He better play. He's in my fantasy team. I need the points. Um, <laughs> it'll be very interesting to see where he does go and how he performs. I mean, maybe he'll just Guardiola will introduce more rotation into his team this year because. He did play a lot of that with the same players. Mm. Uh, obviously, there were issues with like Fernandinho and some of the defenders. But may- maybe we'll go for more rotation and we'll see something different. Maybe Sterling and Sane will be competing for places on one side and uh, Silva and Mahrez will be comp- competing for places on the other side. It's a good competition, healthy. It is very good. Um, along with the competition they've got up front between Aguero and Jesus. And then the competition they've got in the midfield between Gundogan, or Gundogan yeah. uh, De Bruyne. Silva, De Bruyne, Fernandinho... Oh, their team. Phil so Foden. He might have a good season, but he he's... won't break into that team. No, I think he's gone on loan somewhere. Nah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Keita confirming he's signed for Liverpool for £58.5 million. Pounds. Uh, also followed by the signings of Alisson and Fabinho as well for 70 and about £50 million. Pounds, 40 million pounds, respectively. Liverpool have got a good side this season with the signings they've made. And they absolutely destroyed Manchester United in pre-season. So it's... The thing... Liverpool have strengthened everywhere that they needed to. And it sounds really weird because if you're an Arsenal fan, and I'm not, 
But if you're an <laughs> Arsenal fan... Nope, neither am I. If you're an Arsenal fan, you have been watching Wenger fail to strengthen the three positions that they've always known he needed to strengthen. And yet, Liverpool come in, do insanely well for an entire season, get to a Champions League final really well in the Premier League. And then Klopp goes, right, I know I need another midfielder. I need a proper goalkeeper. And yeah, you know what? Let's go for a box-to-box midfielder as well. And then just does it. (laughs) And then you think, if you're an Arsenal fan, you're probably sitting there going, what? How does this work? We've been waiting to sign a defensive midfielder for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since Vieira left, literally, they've been struggling so, so much. But Arsenal signed Leno, a Champions League level goalkeeper from Leverkusen. Uh, And Socrates is a great defender in his own right from Dortmund as well. Uh, Also, Stefan Licksteiner from uh, Juventus on a free, which is a great signing. Um, Bellerin will learn a lot from him. And then Lucas Torreira and Matteo Guendouzi. I That's the under twenty one year old. Yeah, Frenchman. so it's not. It's probably been one of the best transfer seasons, transfer windows in a long time for Arsenal. But mm. they still need more players. Yeah, you know what? They, I was taking the mick out of them for not signing a defensive midfielder. Lucas Torreira is really good. He's more of a box to box midfielder, but with Xhaka and Ramsey in that team, if they both stay, he could work really well. He played for Sampdoria in like this weird, like fluid diamond, and he was tasked with doing everything. He had to <laughs> defend, go forward, and he really excelled in that role. So I think... It's a bit like Kante last year. Pre- yeah, pretty much. He, he's tasked with tackling the players. And normally you'd think, oh, then just give someone more creative. He's actually quite creative himself, hardworking, played in the World Cup for Uruguay as well, got a few starts. Yeah. So. No, that's they're probably, as I, say, as I say, the best transfer window they've got in a while. And now Arsenal have got a genuinely like contending team. They've got Lacazette and Aubameyang up front. Urzel's still there somehow. I don't know how that's happened, but Urzel's still there. Probably Emery's had a lot to do with that. Mm. Um, maybe, yeah, a little bit of a weak midfield and then a defence that is getting there, but isn't, you know, that poor anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then two solid goalkeepers as well. So they're there now. Yeah. I still don't think they'll make top four. Uh, but, Ooh. no, well... I'm trying to think what I said the other the other week when I was like I was discussing the top four. So let's move on to that then. So yeah. Man City top. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Liverpool second. Oh, okay. I I'm gonna say Chelsea. I like Sari. Oh, I'm a big Sari. So fan. I'm going Chelsea third. Okay. Uh, and then this is where I struggle because there's Arsenal, Man United, and Tottenham can all go four. I'm gonna put Tottenham four. Yeah, fair. I I don't think United have strengthened. As they would have. I mean, Mourinho's come out and slated his entire youth team for not being yeah, good enough. Yeah, that's not good. You are not fit to lick Alexis Sanchez's boots. Literally, like, Sanchez isn't even that good anymore. Like, see his season last year. Yeah. I, um, you know what? I think it's going to be an interesting Premier League season because for the first time in a while, we've got a lot of unknowns. We do. In, so Sari's now at Chelsea, a bit like the Conte factor. It's done well abroad. Can he do it in the Premier League? Emery at Arsenal, don't really know. Klopp has now strengthened massively. Guardiola's brought in who he's had to, but hasn't really had to do anything. Mourinho's still his sort of sour self. and Falling Poch- out with everybody. And Pochettino has just signed new deals for players that he's already got without actually strengthening his no, team. No, but then that probably has strengthened his team because yeah. he's got the players that he wanted. Um, maybe Tottenham will struggle because they haven't got any fresh faces literally at all. Mm. But... 
it's Tottenham. They could find two new guys from their youth academy that somehow start playing really well. Uh, George, Kevin and Kudu's had a great preseason, yeah. scored a couple goals. Um, and then I'm expecting some things from Lucas Moura as well. He's played near enough up front uh, in preseason. Maybe I'll start there as well alongside Kane uh, to offer some pace. Could really threaten the defences in the Premier League. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. But I'm going Tottenham fourth, Arsenal fifth, Man United sixth. Because of Mourinho. I think he's going to really let you down this season. You know what? And and this is just purely from a sort of analytical. I think it's going to be Mourinho's last season. Yeah. Whether he gets sacked or whether he leaves, I don't think. I think... Something mutual decision. Yes, something has happened between him and the club because he's a lot more sour than he used to be. Well, it happened at Chelsea twice, and it happened at Madrid. It's just Mourinho. Like maybe he just gets bored. He does that two season syndrome. He normally leaves after the third season, doesn't he? Yeah. Um. And I just I I, th- I think he'll go before the end of the season. To be honest, just because he's upset so many people. And I think. Yeah, the performances didn't suffer massively last season because of it. Like they weren't great, mm. but I think. Towards, especially towards the end of the season, I think you, you will really struggle. This talks about Pogba going back to Juventus. No. Um, and I think we talked so much about uh, the transfer window closing early for the Premier League before everyone else. I think Pogba might be the one player that like the other clubs benefit from that transfer window closing because he might go back to Juventus. Um, and then Man United won't be able to do anything about it. No, that scares me. You've got Fred. You've brought Fred in. Yes. But I... You know, and that might be a genuine issue there. Ah, speaking of Fred, how many times do you think this season commentators are going to use the line, I mean, we pronounce it Fred, but it's actually not pronounced that way. It's pronounced like this in Portuguese. I've already heard it three times during preseason. How's it pronounced? I mean, I'm not Portuguese. Apparently it's, damn it. Apparently it's pronounced something like Freja. I'm sorry, what? The D is... Freja. The D isn't pronounced the same way. So apparently... Apparently, I think if you phonetically said it in English, it'd be like Freddy, because that's how the D is pronounced. Like oh, dear. Actual D. And it's going to be the same thing as the Memphis Depay thing, I think, with commentators. Oh, he puts Memphis on the back of his shirt because he doesn't like his dad. And it's going to be that for uh, the next four months at United. I can see it already. Oh, dear. Have you got your um, little translated thing? Oh, the, the Marker World Cup thing. Yeah. Uh, there's not one for the Premier League. Oh. And, well, I mean, Fred was in the squad. So was he? Yes, he was in the Brazil squad. He just didn't play. And he didn't play? No, no, he was on the bench for all the games. Well, that's a great news for United fans, isn't it? Yeah. That I... you've signed a player for that much money and he didn't play. I mean, he's all right for Shakhtar. I can't say I've played much. To... I've played. I haven't played at all. Uh, I can't say I've seen him <laughs> and play And starting in midfield for Italy <laughs> is Danny Barcelona. That's why he didn't play much. That's every dream I've ever had. Um, playing alongside Verratti. Oh, Speaking of... I was trying to think of an Italian midfielder there and I couldn't because, like, what else? You've got Bonaventura. That's about it. It's kind of scary, isn't it? You've got no midfield. It used to be, like, our... Defence was, like, our known thing and then we had really good midfielders and now we don't have anyone apart from Immobile. (laughs) You've got some defenders still, but, yeah, I think you're definitely struggling forward-wise. Yeah. But you can listen about... El Shirawi. Oh, no. No, he's not. He's not there. Go back and listen to our World Cup pod. I think Italy get mentioned a lot, even though they yeah, weren't in the World Cup. especially at the Cup. start. Tim Cahill got mentioned quite a lot, even though Australia went out in the groups. Morocco, they were a, they were a favourite. They didn't do very well, though. No, they didn't. Um, they did not at all. I'm going to talk about Chelsea. Go on. Because so much is... Well, so much has been rumoured to be happening at Chelsea and nothing's actually happened. So, Sarri came over. Uh, finally. Yeah. And Conte got sacked. Brought with... 
brought with him Jorginho for £50 million, already looking to be a brilliant signing. Uh, did you see his penalty in the pre-season game against Inter? I did not, no. He, like, normal penalty run-up, sort of skipped a little bit, ran up to the ball, jumped, like, did a skip, landed on the ball and, like, chipped it into the top corner. I'm gonna so so. Co- I mean, right, it's a preseason game, but have a, have a look at it now. Um, it was a preseason game, but he shows how confident he is, and he's genuinely, he's such a talented player under Sarri, and he's exactly what we need. And him alongside Kante, and then probably Fabregas or Barkley, who's showing that he's actually quite good. Um, could be very, very exciting. Also, the, the presence of Hudson-Odoi mm. actually playing well is awesome, because yeah. he's young and he's great, and it's just very, very exciting. But um, other than the odd signing of Robert Green, uh, which is actually <laughs> quite a good one in that uh, Chelsea have taken up that like second and third keeper spots with foreign player slots for so long. They've now got an English player in there. So uh, they haven't, they don't, they've got a free foreign player slot, yeah. which is good. Um, they haven't actually signed anyone else. Obviously, all the talk was that Hazard, William and Courtois were all going to Madrid. None of them have gone so far. No, there's still a bit of room around Courtois, but I'm pretty certain Hazard and Willian are staying now. Um, mm. If Courtois goes, we need to get a keeper in very quickly. You got Rob Green. I'm not even. <laughs> no, uh, we need to get him very quickly. My preferred choice would be Gianluigi Donnarumma from AC Milan. Young investment mm. is what you need. Other than that, I don't know who else is available, but. Um, I think Jan Sommer from Munchen Gladbach is I available. I'm very happy with that. Decent keeper. And Swiss. Swiss. I love the Swiss. <laughs> um, I am part Swiss. I'm not just like, I love Swiss people. Um, I'm not, I'd be very happy with that. But um, I'm still a little bit worried about Courtois, but I'm pretty certain Hazard and William are staying now. Yeah. William's come back, had positive talks with Sarri. So I think he's staying. Um, but we've been linked with a lot of players. We've been linked, we were linked with uh, Daniel Rugani from Daniele Rugani from Juventus. Mm. They're linked with Caldara from Juventus. He's gone to Milan. Linked with Higuain. He's gone to Milan. Uh, linked with Lewandowski. He's too expensive. Uh, we've been linked with uh, various people. We've been linked with so many players. Nothing's actually happened yet. Yeah. We need to bring a couple players in soon. Ho- I, want, I want one more midfielder. I'm not too bothered about the defense, really. I would like maybe a stronger left or like a good left back replacement for Ronzo because I'm not sure about Emerson yet um, yeah. and then a, a nice right back would be nice as well just because Asper Quetta is playing there do you want him a centre back do you want him a right back then you've got Sapacosta and Moses who aren't that trusted Moses obviously flourished with the wing back position mm-hmm. I'm not sure how good he will be with right back maybe Sapacosta will flourish under Sorry, I don't know but Chelsea needs to do something fast because it's looking a bit dodgy. Maybe a Cardi or someone. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a Cardi. Just bring someone in, please. You know what you? Do you know who you sound like? You sound like every Tottenham fan in the world now. Please. Just... I sound like every Arsenal fan for the last twenty years. <laughs> Sign someone. Literally, please. like I just. We've had so many links with people. I just want one of them to come through. But I, I still think it'll be a promising season. I want a striker. I Can you s- imagine if we got Lewandowski. Morata's looking a little um shaky. Yeah, he he doesn't. He looks like he doesn't want to be there anymore. I don't think people want him to be there anymore. No, well, you can... Right. He's only had one season. Yes. So he might turn around. Conte is not the manager he would flourish under. Sarri is. Mm. Maybe Sarri's seen something in him. I don't know. But it's all a bit weird. He had some good moments in pre-season. And presumably he'll be starting the uh, Community Shield match against Man City tomorrow. Or 
whenever this goes out, so tomorrow. Yeah, I'll, I'll endeavour to edit it this evening. <laughs> Presumably he'll be starting the Community Shield match against Manchester City, but if he plays well in that, I don't know, and then we're very pressed for time if to bring someone else in or not. Even if it is, you know, Lewandowski and we have two big strikers and then one of them goes next season, just... yeah. We need goals from somewhere because that was the one issue with last season. We didn't have goals from enough places. So, don't know. Don't That's know. Fair. All right. You mentioned the Community Shield and we'll get onto that in a minute. I want your best transfer in any market. doesn't matter. doesn't have to be Premier Best transfer, worst transfer and strangest transfer. I mean, I can give you some time if you want to think about that whilst I talk about I did just watch that Jorginho goal as well that was a weird penalty he it like, was wasn't it looked like he was doing triple jump he did so he just sort of skipped up and then landed on the ball and poked it in the net it was great I mean whilst you're looking I'll, I'll go for what my one is right best one I'm, it's cliche but Ronaldo to Juventus yeah I think even for the money they pay it's a genius move they'll only get a couple of years out of him but he will most likely win them the Champions League yeah I think Weirdest transfer, any 35-plus-year-old goalkeeper that's moved to a top-six Premier League club <laughs> this year. So Lee Grant signed for United, and you thought, all right, that's that's kind of weird. He said himself that he was going to be the weirdest transfer yeah. this season. And then Chelsea were like, nope, hold my beer. Rob Let's Green! sign Rob Green for free, even though he didn't play. No. So those two probably are my weird transfers. Worst transfer... I mean, I've shot myself in the foot with that one because I don't actually know. Are any transfers that bad until you actually watch I can tell you my one. Well, I've got a couple that could potentially be quite bad. Richarlison for £50 million. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money and there's no guarantee that he'll fire Everton. No. Watford were probably a better team than Everton as well. Such a sideways move. I mean, Marco Silva's there. Yeah. Which is a benefit. But other than that, it's very, very odd. It could, could fail quite drastically. I think... Paulinho is also another one. Um, this is oh, yeah. this is more weird than anything because he obviously like out of nowhere. We signed for Tottenham, didn't do very well. Went to China, then out of nowhere Barcelona signed him. The best club, like the biggest club in the world, signed this just guy that everyone knew to be a bit crap. And then he's gone back to China again for thirty six million pounds. So weird. I don't understand. And he was starting for Brazil in the World Cup as well. Like it's like some people love him and some people just see what, that he's completely useless. I don't. I just don't get it. He's the marmite of football. Maybe, I don't know. Um, then, oh, best signings. Uh, Naby Keita's a great signing. I know it happened last season, but great signing. Felipe Anderson for West Ham. I think that's huge. He's so, he could be so influential in the Premier League. He's fast, he can score goals, he's a presence. I think it'd be great. Um, Jorginho, again, again, a great signing. Um, and then maybe Thomas Lamar as well. Solid. One that I wanted to mention as well. How have Barcelona signed Vidal for sixteen million pounds? Uh, it's it's infuriating. This hurts me. It's the same as do you remember about what six years ago when Tony Kroos signed for Real Madrid from Bayern Munich for twenty million pounds? Less than Jordan Henderson. Like it doesn't like it doesn't make sense to me. Oh, I think he was in the last year of his contract, uh, so that's probably why it's a little bit low. One thing that's mental though: Roma sold nine Golan to Inter. Yeah. And Inter was so close to completing a deal for Vidal. And a midfield of Vidal and N'Golan would just oh, have been disgustingly good. But like, Bar- they're two of those just, like, they're the FIFA players that have, like, oh, yeah. all stats above 80 yeah. that are just unbeatable. 
Um, They're the rude hullets of their day. Literally. So that's good. And then one other is Douglas Costa to Juventus for 36 million quid as well. Solid. Just a really good World Cup, I think. Yeah. Uh, he's quick. He can score goals. He's played for Juventus before. He knows how to do it. I, and now he's got Ronaldo to cross the ball to. I reckon he's going to get a lot of assists. Yeah. I don't know what side he'll play, though, with Dybala as well. Because obviously you've got Dybala and Douglas mm. Costa both there. Um, it depends if um, they stick with the three at the back or they go four at the back. Which If they continue with the four, two, three, one. It'll be Ronaldo, Dybala in behind, Costa one wing. On the and right, then and then... Mandzukic as that weird target man on the oh, left. Oh, they've got Mandzukic. Things, if I were at Juventus and I could still afford to have Higuain, I'd just put Higuain up top, put Ronaldo on the left, Dybala behind and Costa on the right, and then you will literally beat any team ever. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there you go. Sorted. So yeah, there's a weird, wonderful transfer roundup. You mentioned the Community Shield. Yes. And before we talk about the Community Shield, because I know... You're itching to talk about it. I'm, I'm more worried to talk about it than anything. Yeah. I'm quite, actually quite nervous because I haven't seen... We've seen the Chelsea preseason games, but this yeah. is the biggest, the first test of their, you know, actual performance under Sarri as like a full first team. So yeah. I don't know who's going to get picked, but then I'm also worried about how much Man City will tear us apart. I don't think it'll be as bad as you think. No, I'm really hoping the Man City play their youth team. Sarri is a really decent manager. He is, and you can see immediately that he yeah. wants to play better football with Chelsea. Yeah. He, he does. So I've I've gone for a little bit of a weird thing here. And this is me being maybe a bit of a dick, but we'll see how it goes. The Community Shield is basically known as the most pointless of yeah. trophy. Yeah. So I decided to Google other things that were pointless. So on the same level of the Community oh. Shield, you can have for $19 on Amazon, you can buy a box that turns itself off. But you don't know what it does because it doesn't open. It's just a box with a switch, so you can just turn. You can just turn. Nineteen dollars. Nineteen dollars. Yep, that's a box with a switch. So that you have to pay for. Uh, it's probably can... more useful than Fernando Torres. <laughs> <laughs> you can have uh, the gift of nothing. It's a, a packaged ball of nothing. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. There's just, there's just nothing on that. Be a better manager than Mourinho. Yeah, these are, these are all real things. Uh, you can get for eight dollars. This is this is a uh, cheap. This is cheap compared to the rest. It's a portable cup holder because you, you can't know, you, hold your cup. You know those things that you um, that you have as a human being that you normally can use Feet? to hold. No <laughs> hands. hands. There you go. Got it. Yeah, portable cup holder. So oh my god! In case you need to walk around, I'd imagine you put that in your How car. How stupid are people? I don't know, but there's oh. a there's just a few things that I think are on the same level as to be honest I'd, I'd probably like i'd rather watch chelsea the chelsea team go around with portable cup holders than watch <laughs> them play in this uh this this, this super cup because well it's what's the one called with the champions league and the europa league final winners yeah, play the each super other? cup is it the super cup yeah you're in super cup i still have bad memories of that from like seven years ago when falcao scored four against us we failed to sign him oh, and just looked yeah. terrible against atletico like we don't have a good record in those things especially against now we're against man city Literally, like, De Bruyne's going to go... Is De, I hope De Bruyne's not even back yet. I, I can't... As a United fan, I can't say I follow City too closely. I really hope De Bruyne's not back. Uh, I'm trying to think who else, but I think everyone else will be. So, no, we're going to get torn apart. They looked really God. good against Bayern as well. Uh, to, come, to come from 2-0 down to win 3-2. If you don't hear from me next week, I'm crying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just consistently crying for the rest of the week. Just Sorry, Lewandowski! <laughs> I think Chelsea... City will be a really good game. Yeah, I, probably. I think it'll be a lot closer than you think. I think. I think even if, even if we're not playing great, it won't be any more of that. Like, right, solid defense, and then play out. It'll just be hell for leather. Go and score some goals. 
Um, yeah. And I think that'll benefit everyone else. I think, yeah, people like Hudson Odoi will get a run out when you know what you're getting with him. He just mm. will run at players, even if he's maybe not got that final touch yet. It'll be very entertaining to watch. Uh, Pedro can always come up with something. Presumably, Willian will play off the bench because he has just come back. Hopefully, he's fit enough. I don't know. He's got a week to be fit enough for the start of the Premier League, so he better be. Um, And then just want to see what Jorginho can do. He's honestly a really good player. I mean, I'm not saying that because I'm Italian, but he's a really good player. No, he is. And he has, he just, you know, he's flourished in the past few years in Napoli. So it's a bit like when we signed Matic uh, or re-signed Matic, when... We played Man City and he just bossed Yaya Torre yeah. across the pitch. I want it to be like that and just him just, just to overshadow like De Bruyne and Silva with his passing. But he's a he's a deep lying player. Especially maybe. if Kante's back as well. I'm not sure yet. We've got a lot we've got more players than City have that are still on World Cup holiday, whether they're yeah. Belgian or French. Uh, whether as City have only really got De Bruyne or maybe company um, yeah. that aren't back yet. Because yeah, the rest of them are either Brazilian or I mean John Stones, is he still maybe on holiday? I think most of the English players are back now as well, to be honest. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of the English players are quite like, of like, right, we're going to start training again because we want to prove ourselves to the new manager or whatever. It's um, hot enough in England. We don't need to pay to go abroad. Yeah, literally <laughs> just have a holiday in Cornwall and then come back for training later. <laughs> um, so I think it'll be a decent game tomorrow. Yeah, I'm weird, so I look at stats a lot. So I was looking at Chelsea versus Manchester City of all-time stats. Oh, God. Actually, it's really better for us, actually. Yeah, you've won 66 games against them. How many uh, have they to their won? 54. That's more than I'd have thought, actually. Yeah. I mean, it. if you're looking at Premier League results, it's really weird. So last season, you lost 1-0 to them both times. Yeah. Then in your league-winning season, you beat them both times, 3-1 yeah. and 2-1. And you absolutely thrashed them in the FA Cup last time you met in 2016, which was 5-1. Ooh. So in a one-off game, with players tired, come back from World Cup... Yeah. I think you'll be okay. Yeah, I know it should be. It should be an exciting match with two attacking managers. Um, I'm just looking forward to watching football again. I, the World Cup year is my favourite year because I can pretty much seamlessly watch football yeah. throughout the entire year without ever stopping. And it's been a real struggle over these last few weeks because I've been having to stay up to like 3am to watch MLS games to keep <laughs> that that record running. But you've not got long now, don't you worry. One You've got uh, practice, uh, preparing your fantasy team for this season to uh, keep you occupied. Yes. I mean, well, the championship started last night. Yeah. Friday night, whenever this episode eventually airs. And Frank Lampard got his first win as a manager. I know. I, he's my favourite player of all time. Really? But I'm also a Nottingham Forest fan. So I'm a bit <laughs> conflicted supporting Derby. How many teams do you support? <laughs> Chelsea and Nottingham Forest. But I want Frank Lampard to do well as a manager. But I also yeah. want Derby to fail miserably. They always do. They did better than us last season and the season before that. True. But on that note, Nottingham Forest and the BBC, the BBC asked mm. their pundits to rank uh, how they, how well they think the championship teams will do this season. Yeah. Uh, and Nottingham Forest got placed fifth. I'm sorry, we, we've come like Ooh. 16th for the last three seasons in a row and we've now been ranked fifth. Uh, Derby a third. So I'll give, you, I'll give you a quick rundown of the first few anyway. Uh, Stoke a top. Uh, interesting, all right. Which I'm a bit like, yeah. They've right. lost Shakiri. Yeah. They've lost like Sobi. Uh, they picked up Benikafobe, who he can score in the championship. To be fair, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Stoke will do that well. Uh, Middlesbrough are second, who I would have put top, mm. I think, because Middlesbrough are just always really strong. Uh, Derby third, West Brom fourth, 
it's fair enough. I think West Brom could probably get promoted again. Yeah. Uh, Nottingham Forest fifth, Leeds, Swansea, Aston Villa, and Brentford at the top nine. Wow, Swansea. Swansea have not strengthened that much, to be honest. And they just sold Alfie Mawson. Yeah. To Fulham. Fulham. We forgot to mention Fulham. Yeah. <laughs> it, right. sounds, it sounds like I've got PTSD. Fulham have strengthened so well. And we, I think we talked before off, off mic at the pub that Wolves have done really well in the transfer market. Yeah, so we were talking about the best trans- the best teams in the Premier yeah. League that have done transfer. So like Fulham and Wolves are definitely up there, top two. Maybe. I think now Fulham have taken over with that signing because they've now signed Andre Schürrle from Borussia Dortmund. Yes, on a loan, but still solid. Jean-Michael Serry, who Chelsea were in for. For about 40 million euros yeah. as well, which is ridiculous for Fulham. They also got Le Marchand from Nice as well. He's a left back. He's pretty decent, quite versatile. Now they've added in Alfie Mawson as well. They've done... Miss Mitrovic as and well. And Mitrovic, who played their own last season. They've done so well for themselves. They're, they're going to be a gen... Like, possibly like battling out for like 10th this league if they do well. Um, but then a lot of teams have done really well this window. Wolves have come up, signed a Phoebe, Willy Bolly, Rue Patricio... It was just a fantastic keeper. Jao Moutinho uh, and Paolo Alves from Liverpool. Like, a lot of you... They've got so many... And Jimenez as well. Raul Jimenez from... Uh, Benfica. Benfica on loan. They've done stunningly well and not even spent that much money. No. Like, you compare them to West Ham, who are another team that's done really well, have spent quite a lot of money for some very, very good players. So I mentioned Felipe Anderson. Huge signing. They've signed Andre Yarmolenko from Dortmund... Uh, Jack Wilshere on a free, Fabianski, uh, Issa Diop, and some other players, Balboina. Like, they've also done really well, but they've spent a little bit more money. But then I suppose they had more money to spend because yeah. that's West Ham. So, like, it's going to be genuinely really interesting for the lower, sort of, like, lower league teams yeah. in, in the Premier League this season. And there's going to get a lot of teams like maybe Huddersfield, uh, Leicester might struggle... Everton might really struggle. They've brought in Richarlison and Digne, but for a lot of money again. But mm-hmm. like, that's not going to make that much of a difference, is it? They've, Everton have got so many gaps along their team that they need to uh, fill in. Uh, Burnley might struggle, haven't really brought anyone in. They brought one player on a free. Uh, Brighton have brought in a lot of players, but none of them might make that much of a difference. No huge signings. Bournemouth haven't really brought... They've got a lot of attacking talent, but yeah... I could be such an interesting season lower down in the table this year. I th- yeah, I think it's going to be a good season. I'm calling it now. This might be the best season we've seen in the Premier League for 10 years. Ooh, good shout. I'm not going to be as as complimentary. I think it'll be a good season. I Is think Because Man-, Man United won't get European places this year. You know it's true, though. No, yeah, true. No, I think, it'll be, I think it'll be a good season. I think for the World Cup year always kind of tosses up these really interesting signings. Yeah. Because teams watch the World Cup and even lesser teams or lower teams down the table can still pick up a few random players. Like you look at Iceland when they did so well in the Euros, a couple of their players came over, moved into the Premier League. I think Aston Villa in the Championship signed Bjarnason, who was playing for Ajax at the time and was in the Champions League and he didn't mind stepping down to go into the Championship. So yeah. it shows what sort of signings can happen on an international tournament. Nah, it's, it's mental, but it's so much to look forward to. Yeah. Because we're really intelligent, we're recording this before the championship matches have kicked off on Saturday. 
Uh, we've seen, you know, Derby Reading, Derby 1-2-1. Yay, because Frank Lampard's managing them. But we've yet to see how these teams are going to perform. And it could be, again, a really interesting championship season. Of course, uh, the pundits have thrown up a bit of a mixed bag in what they predicted, uh, you know, for who's going to who's going to do well and who's not going to do well. Um, I'll just read out the relegation teams as well. So Ipswich, Bolton and Rotherham have uh, been yeah. sort of decided to go down, but Reading are 21st on that table. Yeah. They think Reading might do really poorly this year. Reading really need to be careful. I think if you're a Reading fan, and feel free to get in touch with us if you are a Reading fan and you're listening to it's this. It's down the road. That Yap Stam season where they made it to the playoffs was a massive one-off anomaly. Yeah. And then they really got found out the next season and really underperformed. They just seem to get found out. In the season that they got to the playoff final, they managed to sort of grind out those games, but they never really played convincingly. They just grinded out wins. Whereas the season that they got found out and didn't get relegated, but could have easily got relegated, they were just... Teams knew what they expected and were very well prepared for a kind of poor Reading team. Yeah, it's a shame, really. Uh, and then one place above them are Hull, who have just not had any good luck since they were relegated from the yeah, Premier League. None at all. So, no, it could be a very interesting championship season. Uh, some of the games got Birmingham, Norwich, which be quite interesting. Uh, Nottingham Forest, Bristol, to see how well Nottingham Forest do. Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Leeds Stoke on Sunday as well. So it'll be very interesting to see what, what goes on there. Yeah, and as we're recording this, Sunderland are playing Charlton. So it's 1-1 at the moment. <laughs> Uh, it will probably end 1-1. It's the 93rd minute. But Taylor opened the scoring for Charlton after 10 minutes and then Maja equalised in the 65th. But you'll already know that because that game will already be over by the time you listen to this. Yay, continuity. <laughs> My pointless stat of the day. So if you are a keen football fan, I'm sure Fantasy Premier League won't have escaped you. Uh, we've got one going on between us and a few mates. It's the most stressful time like, at, it's when, like, you're not worried about your team. It's about how many points am I getting? Oh, no, like, yeah. there's three minutes to go and I need this player to not concede a goal to get six points and put me top of the table. It's so stressful. <laughs> um, so we thought we'd maybe talk you through our teams and then some of the team, some of the players we think might do really well this season on on uh, fantasy before, before mentioning how stressful the draft is as well. Oh. Actually, let's start with that. Yeah. I hate the fantasy draft. Oh, it's so fun. There were eight of us in, or seven of us in ours. Yeah. I was fifth. So I missed out on Kane, Salah, uh, Lukaku, and someone else as like the top players to pick. So I, I mean, I said I got stuck with. I, I've got Aguero, which is definitely not a bad player to no. have. And I also managed to pick up Hazard as well because it was reversed. On a whim that he wasn't going to move to Real Madrid. Yeah. He's not. I'm good. Um, so I'm, I'm actually quite confident now. But I just don't like the draft because you try and pick the, you know, you figure out a player that you want and then it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen for you. But no, I'm actually quite confident. I mean, I got lucky and having you got the first. first the first pick of the draft. And so guess who you picked? Harry Kane, Harry Kane. obviously. I was going to go, go and f- marry him. Why don't you? was going to go for Salah, but Kane's had three solid seasons in the Premier League. Yeah. Couldn't go against him. So on, on the fantasy Premier League draft, you can obviously try and trade with other people. <laughs> Just will humour me for a second. These are some of the trades that I got. I say within five minutes of the trade ending, Yeah. Uh, somebody offered... M- they wanted Harry Kane. They offered me a Jose Perez. 
That's a good deal. Swiftly decline. Then Mr. Tim Baxter over here, <laughs> just five minutes after that, thought, you know what? I really want Harry Kane and I'll offer a fair replacement. Here's Chris Wood. Did you not want some woods? I mean, I like wood. I'm a big fan of wood. Heard it here first, guys. <laughs> but not for Harry Kane. <laughs> no, I, it was more out of humour for me to, uh, that I was offering you that. I've, but Yeah, I've had an aggressive amount of transfers for Kane. What did you expect, to be honest? True. Um, I, no, I'm quite excited. My front line is Aguero, Zaha and Chris Wood, so I'm quite confident in that. Um, I've, also got, I've just got a very solid team. Uh, Alexander-Arnold, Danny Rose, Alonso... Son, Sessegnon, I'm very hopeful for him. Yeah. Um, I've also got Mares on the bench as well, so we'll see. But no, I'm quietly confident for my draft and uh, relatively confident for my fantasy as well. Yeah. Um, saying that, I was confident last year for my fantasy team and then they started off incredibly poorly. Mm. So to be honest, anything can happen. I've also currently got five in my defence and my starting 11. I don't know why. I've just sort of run out of players. <laughs> Fair enough. But I genuinely think they could do quite well. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. I need another striker, though, because I've currently got Hosolu in there and I really don't care for him. Oh, wow. that's a You You went big, didn't you, on two players? I've got Kane and Salah in yeah, there. Yeah, I was about to say. And went... I've got Kane, Salah and Hazard in there. There is no way anyone is picking, not even Newcastle fans are picking Jocelyn. <laughs> no, well, he's in there because he's cheap. True. Do you know who, um, in our draft league specifically, do you know who's one to watch? Not player-wise, team-wise. Mr. Average. So, <laughs> yeah. So if you're not familiar with the draft way of doing it, you get put in a league after you do a draft. And if there's an odd number of people in the league, to make sure that there's always a person, because you play head-to-head each week, to make sure there's always an even number, they add in a team called Average, which is an average of all the points scored in your league, and then top You have up, to beat it to And get you the have points. to beat it. I genuinely am scared that it's going to win. Yeah, that could be quite bad. Okay, is it possible for it to win? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's if someone does really, really well every week, it will take all the score and average them up. So if you do really poorly against uh. it, it will win and get three points, and it will just take over the world. It does. It does mean that we need, like, an average of yeah people to do better than worse. Yes. So that so the th- average isn't too high. Yeah. So that we can or- actually. I'm lucky. I'm against it first. So Ooh, okay. So. The average might be quite low, and if I somehow do quite well that first that first sort of round, yeah. then I might I might be all right. I you might get the points. You can get off to a good start against iRobot. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, no, I, oh, I hate fantasy league, but I can't stop doing it. It's the it's literally the best thing since I sliced en- bread. I enjoy it so much, and I hate it as well. <laughs> um, I've also put Hudson Adoy in my team because I can't get enough of him. I've already mentioned six times this podcast, but oh I, no. I haven't heard the ter- the words Hudson Adoy more in my life than in this last. No, and I've only messed it up like once in the whole <laughs> the whole podcast. Hudson Adoy, he's so good, and he's only seventeen. Oh, doesn't that just depress you a little bit more? Yeah, he's three years younger than I am. Oh, that's even worse because he's uh, math seven years younger than I am. <laughs> you should all feel bad. Yes. Oh well. That's probably going to wrap it up for this week on that depressing note, isn't it? Yeah, I just, no, it doesn't really get any worse than that, to be honest. No. Apart from the fact that Kylian Mbappe is now worth £120 million and he's also younger than me. And won a World Cup. And won a World Cup. Thanks uh... for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Game Time. Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, go to anchor.fm slash game time. It's slash game time, not game dash time, because I've changed it. Ooh. Anchor.fm slash game time uh, to check out the rest of our podcasts, all of the World Cup fever. 
Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at GameTime underscore pod or email us GameTimePodcast1 at gmail.com. We're available on Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, CastBox, everything you could possibly want to listen to us on. Uh, if you if you want to listen to us more, we'll be back next week with some uh, the start of the Premier League season. Yes, uh, which is so so exciting. Uh, and stay tuned for uh, if you're interested in other sports as well. We do yes. those. So more episodes coming with that, and then uh, Game Time Extra with all the funny bits and outtakes we've got as well. Uh, stay tuned. This has been Game Time. Mm-hmm.